This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and this is a script tease episode where we talk through some of the world's greatest plays, jump through the major plot points, give some background and of course, spoil the endings. All in less than five minutes? We do the hard work so you can do the easy listening. Today we do Man Covets Bird by Finnegan Crookmeyer, written in 2009. Why is it called that? Man Covets Bird speaks to the relationship this magical, grown, nearly man feels with the bird who he finds a special connection with. To covet something is to yearn to possess it, to want it, to perhaps want to be like it. So, what is it about? Well, this is a wonderful question. It is part musical, part one-man show. The play is spoken by the performer who explains the surreal happenings of the play. Metaphors and vocal linguistic imagery are used throughout. It begins with a baby growing into a man in a small amount of time and learning the happenings of the world in less than a day, even questioning his stern schoolmistress when she explains all the words in the world are in this dictionary. He thinks, ha, is a word not present, and ha, is the word that melts the unformed ice between his parents and him as a child. So yes, this is not realism. He lives in an odd town that he barely recognises, and his parents don't recognise him. In fact, the flowers close in summer and open to the cold. In the town, the children rise, and then the rooster crows. After another day of inconsistencies, such as his favourite milk name changing by one letter, and him forgetting how to dance with his potential girlfriend after they have danced so well before, a bird comes from the sky and lands on his lap. He looks into the bird's eyes and feels that this is the first creature that actually recognises him. He brings the bird home, and he and the bird become a pair. His parents don't care too much about the bird, and so the pair think the same thoughts as each other and decide to go on an adventure to find a place where they belong. They arrive at the city, which speaks some truths about the discrepancy between rich and poor, the obsession with happiness amongst the affluent and the sad lives of those without, and that it would take just one person to question the status quo but none do. The man takes a job at a factory where he is given a badge and a spot to stand and a title. His job is repetitive. Push the button when you see the light. Do not press the button when you don't see the light. Have your fingers ready for the light to come on again. He attempts to connect with his co-workers, but he misses his light and is shouted at in an office. Time jumps eight years. He works at his job and he has made headphones for himself where he can listen to the sound of his bird's love all day. Each day, the bird's nest is cleaned up by another person who has a job to do, and so after eight years of rebuilding the daily nest, the man gives up. This causes him and the bird to lose sleep and upsets their whole routine. They arrive early for their train and start poking around the vacant lot opposite it. They find an ice cream van with most of the letters removed. It just reads, I am, and the pair decide to move in. This changes the man's outlook, and he reflects on the city's advice to question the status quo. He places the bird on his shoulder and discovers his usual daily train travel companions actually have wonderful stories once he starts connecting with them. He then decides to share his music with his work colleagues, which delights them. The man also bonds with others as they share stories of owning birds. They also share that their birds are now gone. 
In this moment, the bird grows older, and when the building their nest that night, there is only room for the man, and the bird flies away. He wakes in the morning and writes his parents a letter. He starts the ice cream van and starts driving it. He plays his bird's song through the van's speaker on request of a small boy. He plays the music for all the people of the town. Even his train companions hear him, and the two people who sat opposite each other every day for years, who have always wanted to speak to each other but never did, now hold hands. All of the people of the city come out of their homes to see the van and hear the music. He drives the van out of town, back to his home, pausing to thank the city, backing his van up to the machine he worked at for years and playing the song through its chambers and out across the whole city. His parents hear the song and smile, knowing their son is returning. As the song rings out, the bird comes and lands on his finger, and a thousand other birds sit upon the pipes, and birds and humans alike look up into the sky. Finally, they feel found. If you didn't know the play before, you do now a bit. If you like the sound of it, have a read. That was Scriptease. Remember, this was just our version of the play's story, highlighting the bits we think are important. You may also have your favourite bits or moments you want to mention. If you do, please leave a comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. That's all from us at The Aside and this episode of Scriptease. There are a load of episodes in the bank, including more Scriptease episodes and over 300 episodes of The Aside. If you would like to ask us a question, do not hesitate to do so at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Halebury for letting us record here. Thank you to Aaron Searle for providing the music. Thank you to Drama Victoria for your ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening.